Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? Welcome back to a new edition. And the podcast will rock. We are post-Christmas. Uh, if you celebrate that holiday, Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, and uh, happy holidays in general. We are approaching the new year. This is the uh, last show of the uh, year. So thank you for joining us. If it's your first time, let me tell you what we do. We are the podcast that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how was your holiday? You know, it was okay. I didn't have TV or internet for four days. Uh, it decided to die uh, early on Christmas Eve, and we didn't get it back until yesterday, the 27th, uh, as we record this. So, um, yeah, it, it was a rough four days, mainly because I have children, and they didn't have internet yeah. for four days, and they made my life a living hell. But other than that, uh, it was fine. I got some, got some vinyl, got some ACDC, actually. Uh, for Christmas, Ooh. Uh, I think uh, yeah. Kevin Brown's wife wins Christmas. He got the uh, the Van Halen two collection uh, on vinyl from his wife. So he's a lucky son of a bitch. I know he's not lurking. He's got better things to do where he thinks he does anyway. But he's probably jamming that new uh, vinyl as we speak. And uh, he said, "Why, why bother tuning in to those uh, two schmoes just yakking about Van Halen when I can just jam them on this pretty pristine new vinyl?" So in that regard, I uh, I. Can't fault him. And uh, big congratulations to our friend Kevin Brown for his seventh season on the Seaside Pod <laughs> Review. Uh, seven seasons. That's uh, what? 60 episodes? Good job. Uh, Literally, and, it's, it's uh, season yeah. seven, 61 episodes, if that makes any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, try to figure out that math and uh, come back to us when you do. But, uh, no, the, well, no, man, that's... I, I got new sound exactly. drops. No, no, babe! <laughs> A little no, David Lee no. Roth for you. <laughs> well, I mean, it just it nothing says Christmas or, or a van 
like some screaming David Lee Roth. I mean, you know, uh, that's a good one. If you guys have any Van Halen ornaments that you put on your tree, uh, get a picture of that and send it to us, man. Tweet at us at podcast will rock because, uh, I just, I'm just now thinking about it and I'm surprised I didn't see, uh, too many. If you have them, show them because I'd be very curious to see it. But, uh, well, I did get my, I got oh, my apologies to Gary shirt. I uh, see fine, it. Yeah, I saw you yeah, rocking so. it. I was I was waiting to bring it up. It's uh it's all coming together, man. Yeah, just the the army is growing, and uh, I need it to grow even more because I'm just I'm just greedy that way. But if you got yourself some merch from our store, thank you so much for doing that. And I hope it made for a very lovely gift, rather uh whether it was for yourself or for a loved one or a friend or anybody really. Uh, thank you so much. So I hope everyone had a tremendous holiday. Uh, we're we're almost uh to the next holiday uh by the time you hear this uh we'll almost be there we're not quite there so let's make this last show of two thousand. holy god 2023 is almost over in a couple of days that uh, where does the time go where does the time go indeed i i I, I don't know. I don't have a lot. I've been pondering that a lot lately. It's just, I guess the older we get, the more time just seems to slip away. So uh, with that in mind, I mean, uh, we've only got so many episodes left of, of this iteration of the show too, but uh, it, that's that we're not going to get too, too sad about that. We're just going to keep on trucking. Corey, what is going on in the world of Van Halen news? Hold on. I got to get ready. Ready. Ready as anybody can be. I'm ready for you. Hope you're ready for me. All right, now I'm ready. Let's go to the Van Halen news desk. <laughs> his his Louis Armstrong impression. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that clip online, clipped it out, put it on my new uh, road uh, roadcaster too. Here that is very temperamental here today because <laughs> yeah, apparently we're about half hour late getting on the air because we had no audio for a little while. But uh, let's take it back to the Van Halen news desk. A couple, a lot of great articles actually that were dropped. Uh, around the Christmas time, first of all, Wolfgang Van Halen on the making of Mammoth 2. Uh, Chris Gill, uh, who has submitted some rankings for us on our live shows. He's the co-author of Eruption. Uh, he uh, yeah. did an interview with uh, with Wolfie, and they talked about all sorts of things, the improvements he made to 5150, um, new new tracks that it, that he has ready for, like, uh, Mammoth 3, uh, whenever he gets going on that, his current headlining tour, all that kind of stuff. So that's a great interview. Uh, you're going to want to check that out. Uh, the next article, um, we got a couple of uh, bozos here. Uh, that I, I recognize. Sammy Hagar crashes fan podcast. That's right. Our good buddies, uh, Darren and Brent from the Bogus Oda Show. Uh, the nice article here, I, I believe this is from Eric Senich about how uh, Sammy crashed their podcast. I guess they were kind of like how what we're doing with, with Gary. We just tagged him and stuff. They tagged him in Instagram posts and he started replying to him and kind of became aware of the yeah. show. And then uh, sure enough, uh, he was on the show. So uh, we, we keep doing that with Gary. He may show up. He may show up. Maybe we'll have a situation where, um, you know, Corey and I finally get to do like a live uh, podcasting and somewhere in the area, Gary will just show up kind of like a, the uh, the Bogus Otis Boys show uh, shared the video where Sammy was just chilling out, saying hey to people and just literally crashes their set right in the middle of them talking like, hey, what are you guys doing? And so if, uh, if if Gary wants to do that with us, I am more. More than willing to accept that. Uh, even if he just wants to sit down and be like, "Hey, fuck off, you two!" I'm like, yeah. "All right, cool. We got Gary on the show. Apologies, sir. Uh, <laughs> that would honestly make my day, <laughs> just because. Um, I don't know. It just seems funny to me. But uh, if you guys have not checked out that episode of the Bogus Otis Show with Sammy Hagar, the man himself, do that. Do that. It. Uh, you will have a good time. I promise. That's right. 
And, uh, you know, I'm going to be in Toronto with the Bogus Otis boys uh, for a Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, Joe Satriani, Jason Bottom show. You should just make your way up to Toronto. Yeah. Get your passport. You and the missus, maybe a honeymoon. I mean, I, I, I do have Toronto, a, I Ontario. do have a, <laughs> I do have a passport. We do have uh, some trips that we are planning. Uh, aside from the uh, <laughs> the honeymoon itself, which I, we're not even uh, ready to think about that yet, because there's a wedding to plan. <laughs> so that's what my 2024 will consist of. But, uh, you know, I've never been to Toronto. My, that might be a fun, fun little trip. Uh, but I, I, I probably will end up if i make that trip it'll be alone because i don't think christy wants to go to toronto uh but then again if i tell her why i'm going to toronto she might be more inclined to go because she is uh, a self-appointed sammy hagar fan so why wouldn't she want to go check that out and why wouldn't she want to meet uh all you nice fellas especially you Corey? so who knows who knows you know they probably will do amsterdam just throw that out to her and I, i bet you she might be in favor but it well, she'd be like, okay, that's fine. But are they going to do Seventh Seal? Because that's her jam. Uh, mm. That I couldn't answer. So we'll just have time will tell, and we'll just have to wait. Or I'll be like, well, if you want to find out, we should go to the show. Sammy and, does uh, dig that too. Enticer. Yeah, I, I would not. Yeah, be shocked. that's true. All right, let's head back to the news desk real quick. Uh, Faith No More's uh, mid-song Van Halen crisis, and uh, oh uh, boy, it, I, I believe it was actually uh, Darren Paltrowitz was interviewing uh, somebody from Faith No More, uh, bassist Bill Gould. And they were talking mm. about different covers, and he said, actually, a, a cover we used to do all the time was Jump. And uh, so they, they talked a little <laughs> bit about Faith No More covering Jump. Uh, there, there's That's a, amazing. There, there's a newer clip of them doing a little bit of Jump, like a little snippet in 2015, but uh, people are on the lookout for Faith No More in like the uh, mid-'80s uh, doing a cover of Jump. I think that'd be pretty cool. So that I would love to hear that. Yeah, it'd be really, really something. Uh, we also have the uh, first uh, video uh, from Modern Drummers, uh, kind of. Uh, a tribute to uh, this year's uh, Hall of Fame inductee, Alex Van Halen. So you could catch out that Woo-hoo. video uh, on the Van Halen News Desk. Then we have uh, what Eddie Van Halen said that Steve Hackett is grateful for. Uh, Steve Hackett, of course, from Genesis. Uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, quite commonly gives him a, a ton of credit for being one of the first guys to uh, start tapping uh, on the guitar. Yeah. Which, uh, Steve Hackett has always said that it's always meant the world to me. Whenever somebody as legendary as, Van, as Eddie Van Halen uh, calls you out and gives you credit, it, it means a lot. So that uh, little snippet of an interview is on there as well. And of course, we have our favorite uh, Van Halen uh, Christmas clips, uh, including, uh, you know, uh, Ain't Talking About Felice Navidad, I believe it was that we played last year around this time. Uh, Christmas <laughs> eruptions did. on there, uh, all sorts of cool stuff. So if you're still in the holiday spirit, go check those out. Uh, a couple of cool ones here just released not that long ago. New 4K transfers of Van Halen's 1978 Niagara concert. Uh, they actually uh, got the whole show um, wh- whenever they could. Uh, whenever the, the video conked out, they would just put up a logo, but a new 4K transfer uh, from that uh, iconic 1978 uh, Niagara concert's pretty cool, so you can check that out. See um, it all in 4K. Yeah, it obviously it was you know shot on you know, Super 8 film, so it's not going to look like sure. Avatar, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Don't don't expect like a James Cameron level uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> shot there, but uh, still, that's pretty cool. And uh, finally, uh, Sammy and Mike, the story behind Van Halen's Cabo Wabo. So. Uh, they've been getting together and talking about some of their favorite tracks uh, off the collection to uh, Cabo Wabo being one of them. Uh, you can catch that there. Uh, Jeff Brewer, I got to say in the comment, n- never heard uh, Ed give, give Steve Hackett credit for being influenced. So uh, uh, just real quick, I'll, I'll, I'll clip on that and we'll, we'll maybe read one of the uh, quotes here. Yeah. Uh, the question was, do you feel like you're finally getting the credit and rec- recognition for being one of the first two hand tappers? And he says, quote, it seems like that's the case. Eddie Van Halen gave me some name checks with this and he says that's where he got it from. I'm very grateful for him saying that. 
Obviously, Eddie was a great guitarist. I was also mindful of the fact that Jeff Beck had just passed away when I was doing many of these guitar overdubs, particularly with the opening tune from his new album, The Circus and the Night Whale, called uh, People of the Smoke. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, and especially uh, someone like Eddie Van Halen, who kind of uh, revolutionized the whole technique of uh, tapping on the fretboard because, I mean, nobody nobody quite does it like uh, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, often imitated, but never duplicated. And that's really, really cool that he would uh, give credit to Steve there, man. That's that's I like that. Go check out that article, you guys. Yeah, that's Hackett saying that. Where's the Eddie quote? I don't have that in front of me, Jeff. You've got homework <laughs> now. Find it yourself. Sounds like Jeff doesn't believe you. Jeff does, like Jeff is calling BS on this story. I, like, I was well, going he, off what Steve Hackett said. Maybe Steve Hackett got yeah, really exactly, stoned to that. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen said I was the greatest guitar player of all time. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Well, go head over to the Van Halen News Desk and check out that article and uh, see for yourself, man. And uh, that's uh, that'll be. And if there's still an issue, I don't know. We'll get we'll get Eric Sinich on the show and you can take it up with him. <laughs> or Steve Hackett on the show. Where did you hear it, Steve? Or Steve. Ooh. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> That would be cool. You think we can make that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Steve. not. But you know. Steve Hackett's got a new uh, record out, apparently. Maybe we can get him on the show. Ooh, well, then. Like, uh, yeah, come on the show. Talk about some Van Halen stuff. You know, just to take a take a little break about what you're doing. It'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, check that out. Uh, good, Always a good time and always uh, insightful with our friends over at the Van Halen News Desk. So uh, you want your Van Halen News Daily? Go to the Van Halen News Desk. All right. So with that in mind, you guys, uh, we, we did it. Yeah, if you were here for the show last week, uh, you know that we uh, spun an infamous track, a track that we have we have talked about on the show. Uh, Corey famously has not wanted to spin it, but we finally spun it. Uh, and we uh, it was actually kind of a, a mulligan pool, but we still spun it anyway. And that was the infamous track from For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, Spanked. Uh, and it's exactly what you think it is uh based on the title um i'll admit though it wasn't until going through uh the lyrics while we were doing the show itself that i realized like oh that it is about that that is what this song is <laughs> because when i was a kid listening to the fuck album i i wasn't thinking about it it didn't register i was just thinking about oh man this is a cool sounding van halen album sweet uh Never, never bothered to uh, check in with the uh, the content of some of those songs, Spanked being one of them, so that it was an enlightening experience. Uh, a lot of people were very much manifesting Spanked, uh, if nothing else, just to mess with Corey. But uh, you, you finally got what you what you wish for. And based on all of those manifestations, I would have expected the voting to go uh, a little bit differently. But nevertheless, it went uh, honestly just a little bit better than what I could have imagined. And that is uh, Spanked was voted 58% what dreams are made of over a 42% dream is over. This was nearly 50-50. Would not have expected that whatsoever. I was I was very, very sure this would have ended up being like at, at the at, at minimum a 60-40 split with the 60 being dream is over. Uh, and the 40 being uh, what dreams are made of. But no, we got a 58 to 42. Corey, are you surprised by these uh, poll results? I was. I, if anything, I, I I probably would have flipped it. I thought maybe uh, four would have been 42%. Against would have been 58. Especially when the two bogus O's boys voted with me uh, in downvoting, yeah, yeah. which, which kind of surprised me. I, I will say, though, um, listening to it 
on the show here, I I, th- I I enjoy it a little more than I normally do. I think maybe I just dismiss it too quickly. And uh, maybe it, it was when uh, Darren w- was saying, "Hey, you know, let let's give the live listen to, uh, because they, they they changed some stuff up live and they played a little bit quicker." I'm like, "Okay, now I'm not as not as off on the riff anymore." And that was really kind of the big thing. The, the, yeah, the yeah. lyrics were kind of fine by me. I get it. You're you're writing a song about a, a career ears hailing uh, about a naughty phone line. Uh, that's fine, and 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 the lyrics for for what that is 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 fine. I just wasn't a big fan of the riff more than anything, and that's that's why that's I true. was going to downvote it. But when you speed it up, and I, I appreciate it, I just wasn't a fan of it. Is is all? It was just a personal taste on the riff. But uh, I'm not surprised that uh, uh, we had a lot of people liking it because a lot of people in our Discord love this song, and unapologetically and unironically, they say this is why I love mm-hmm. that song. Like that's great. Um, I I just couldn't get past uh, not liking the riff. The solo is cool. Uh, the lyrics work mm-hmm. were work for the the meaning of the song. Had I been uh, listening to the live version, hell, I I might have even upvoted it because the live version on live right here right now is, in my opinion, better than the recorded version. So, I will agree with you. After we we listened to a little bit of uh the live version, I'm like yeah, you know what, I do like I do like it better uh, sped up. Um, I didn't have a problem with the the riff as much as you did, but you, I will agree absolutely. Uh, sped up, it it kind of. almost sort of changed the dynamic of the song uh in a way but in in a good way um so i'm yeah i'm right there with you uh i was part of the uh 58 that upvoted it uh because you know as i mentioned on the show man i had a lot of things that i really enjoyed about it uh so if uh, if you want to hear that go back uh to the show from last week and check out our analysis on spanked but I want to hear from uh, our listeners what they had to say about it. So I'm going to read from uh, some of our tweets uh, or our X's, whatever you want to call it, uh, from our patrons. If you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, then join our Patreon. And, uh, you know, you'll that means you'll get Discord access and uh, you'll get to write as much as you want. And I'll read it to you because that's what that's the reward. That is one perk. To joining our Patreon, you get to have your voice heard loud and proud, like this person right here from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast, our friend Sean McGinnity. He says, while the lyrics are among Sammy's most douchey, the lyrics <laughs> are always the last thing I need to work in a song. I love the bass. I love Alex and Eddie sizzles. I even like the melody Sammy came up with in it. Uh, in fact, if he mumbled or scatted his way across... Uh, the uh uh oh we lost oh no where's this response where is it where's it where's it oh it's gone <laughs> to find that's that's a shame uh maybe it's in uh, the discord like yeah i think you forgot to uh uh tweet your response there sean <laughs> uh, but never the, nevertheless he said that it uh it worked for him I, he loves the groove. He loves the bass. He loves Alex and Eddie Sizzle. So um, I'm I'm assuming he he uh, voted upwards. Uh, I can't find his response to his uh, first tweet, but there you go. So uh, we'll 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 just say that was an upvote. But if I'm wrong about that, Sean, come back and tell us what it was, or or finish the uh, the response because for whatever reason I can't see it. Are you saying he should uh, uh, finish what he started? <laughs> yes I, I will see myself he's incomplete i'm incomplete over here uh, <laughs> uh let's see rave of our friend rave of says for a little over a year now Corey has groomed me to downvote this song Oops. those lyrics are terrible in 2023 but probably right on track for whatever stupid shit was topical in 1991 
I can't listen to the bass line and help but hear the tubes, keyboard key, uh, kids and Mr. Hate uh, <laughs> pound sign 976 Tina. Uh, I'm assuming he uh, he downvoted. I'm not sure what to make of that response because he doesn't say he doesn't really give us a. A yay or nay. So uh, uh, Rave of Flav, give us give us a cl- some clarity on that. What is happening right now? Uh, Brad Gould, though. Said stupid lyrics, great baseline, hashtag what dreams are made of. So for some people, the lyrics didn't matter. It didn't matter. It was see, it's it's kind of it's the jump effect. Uh, I know Tom, our friend Tom Armbruster, really hates it when I mention the dumb lyrics of jump, but uh there we are. <laughs> mentioning it again. He he put a mini uh, festo, I believe, uh on, on jump uh, in the Discord. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> Jeff Brewer says, yes, this song is one of the three stooges of the of Sam's lyrical catalog, but the song is not as bad as the lyrics suggest, and the lyrics are still better than the lyrics of the other two stooges from OU812. Up <laughs> instead of, OU, he specifically said 12, but OU812. Uh, and then he says upvote. So there you go. He like, it, even though the lyrics were stupid, as he uh, uh, points out, it was still an upvote. I'm, I'm assuming it's because that solo was just fire. Uh, no mention of the uh, the main riff uh, that, that you alluded to, though, Corey. So maybe, uh, I guess nobody else had a, had an issue with it. So Moving on to the Discord where the Minifestos lie. Here we go. Our uh, good friend Ryan Powell returns with his uh, ever-so-eloquent Minifestos. This one's almost a straight-up manifesto, so I'll read it. Spanked. The song begins with a solitary guitar intro punctuated by a powerful howl from Sammy. This is swiftly followed by a potent bass that packs an impact pun- impactful punch. As the song progresses, the rhythm builds methodically, culminating in a steady four-on-the-floor beat. The rhythm is driven by the combined efforts of Mike and Ed, their rich bass sounds uniquely meshing and leading the charge. Ed's strumming riffs, while less prominent, are instrumental in providing texture and depth to the song's overall feel. Sammy's melody in the pre-chorus is nicely complemented by choral backing vocals, while the funk-tinged bass line in the chorus is amplified by background vocals that exude a requisite requisite amount of stank. Uh, The song's climax, speaking purely in the musical sense, not touching the double entendre implied by the lyrical theme of the song, comes in the form... (laughs) Comes in the form of a fittingly placed solo that aligns seamlessly with the rhythm section's impetus. Following this, there is an almost ghostly breakdown that beautifully contrasts the previous sections and sets the stage for the final chorus. These elements all come together to create a song that is a joy to listen to without even addressing or defending its lyrical quality or questionably puerile theme. Uh, although it may not outshine the other incredible songs on this spectacular album, it still holds its own with its unique and heavy style. Hashtag what dreams are made of beautifully said, beautifully said, Ryan. And I, I, I gotta say, I agree with you. It's, it's certainly not my favorite from the album whatsoever, as I think I pointed that out, but all of the elements just sort of, uh, came together in the right way for me. Um, but you know, as, as some of you will know, uh, I was, uh, kind of alone in that feeling on the panel of the show, but it's okay. It's okay. I think Corey uh, might come around on it in uh maybe in another year. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm we'll revisit. There. Yeah. We'll, we'll revisit. 
Chaz Mataz, old Chaz Charles says, hooray, I'm with Mark. You can call 1-900-SUCK-IT. This is one of Sammy's greatest songs. The inside <laughs> vibe, 100%. Love every fucking thing about this song. And yes, 1-900-SPANKED was a real line in New York City in the 90s. Uh, loved the Stan Lee stank. Fucking love spank. Are you really glad I wasn't there? Stank. <laughs> You Tony Stank. Just for chance. Tony Spank. Love it. That's awesome. Uh, Corey's honest listen is the stuff dreams are made of. Merry Christmas, you fuckers. <laughs> Pre-Christmas. But uh, there you go. Oh, and Chaz, before I even asked, answered my questions because there are the uh, Van oh, Halen ornaments yeah, on yeah. his tree. Absolutely. Little, uh, little Franken guitars there. Uh, from That's awesome. He's got a, a white, a red, and a uh, black and yellow one. It's oh, awesome. Oh, fantastic. I, I got, I'm working hard uh, for the folks in the chat. I know Jeff. Uh, and Chaz uh, and Josh, who I hope is feeling better. I guess he had some blood pressure issues. Hopefully, uh, your blood pressure's mm -hmm. calmed down. We 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 rolled spank. You you can calm down. You can get that blood pressure down. We're going to get a good one tonight. Uh, <laughs> make sure you get to Scott's manifesto as well. Ryan points out. But I'm trying to find. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm working there. Okay, I, I'm trying to find uh, any sort of other corroborating evidence that Eddie Van Halen credited. Uh, he he obviously credited Jimmy Page. A lot of people are saying that. Yeah, we know that. Uh, he said that I think oh, in yeah. Guitar World that he he credited uh, the Heartbreaker solo from Jimmy Page. But uh, I've the only uh, Steve Hackett is mainly the one saying, "Oh yeah, Eddie credits me all the time." Um, the only other uh, <laughs> quote I can find is from uh, John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, or Frusciante, mm -hmm. excuse me, sorry, uh, John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, where he said uh, that uh, uh, Eddie claimed he came up with this on his toilet while he was taking a shit, but he went backstage at a Steve Hackett show and told Steve Hackett that he got the idea from being at a Genesis show and saw him doing it, because Steve Hackett says he he had been uh, two finger tapping since seventy one. Interesting. Yeah, so that, that's the only stuff. other piece so. of evidence I can find so far. Uh, if Eddie said it, he said it privately, not publicly, apparently, because I, I haven't been able to find it yet. <laughs> he said it to himself in the bathroom after he got done taking a dump. Apparently, so, yeah, he was, there you go. He, he confides all of his secrets to uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, apparently. <laughs> um, let's see, and uh, I love that uh, old Tom says, I don't hate that you think the lyrics to Jump are stupid, you're just wrong. Uh, he's talking to me. I, I, he's got a point. I know that. And uh, <laughs> speaking of Tom, you know, his little manifesto, I won't read the first part of it because it's irrelevant, but I'll say <laughs> about Spanked, I'll say this. It's one of those listen to the music, lyrics, not so much songs for me. Uh, still, what dreams are made of. So he's he's not about the lyrics. He's all about the music. Uh, it all worked for him. And I'm I am in agreement with Tom in that regard, because I uh, I admitted that the lyrics were really dumb but also uh to Corey's point they fit they fit the song of what they were uh what they were trying to do and for me the music really really worked so that's why i had to upvote it mm -hmm. and uh moving on to scott monroe's manifesto he says dial me in for spanked it's what dreams are made of i'm with mark as i've so often been lately with the recent run of sammy songs hell yeah on the overall analysis, and like many of you, I also prefer the live right here, right now version with the cooler Eddie Van Halen intro and the cleaner sound slash faster tempo. Yeah. Uh, but the studio track still does it for me, sure. I also might have skipped this one quite a bit over the years to get to the album's more standout tracks. But this is solid. It's a solid, fun filler. Uh, lyrically, it's a delightful time capsule. And hear me out. It's pretty wholesome as far as Sammy's dirty yarns go. Uh, it's playful and smirk-worthy. David Lee Roth, I'm sure, could have come up with something more interesting, uh, a way of presenting the content 
a la Dirty Movies, anyone. But I think Sammy was spot on to write about this on an album called For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, a.k.a. Fuck. Uh, And he sings the hell out of it. Yes, he does. Musically, yeah, it's a different animal than most of the other tracks. It's more about the down and dirty groove than the riff. Eddie Van Halen's sonic flourishes cry out with more impact than the solo. And the chorus calls to you like you'd imagine the speaker on the other line would. (laughs) <laughs> it's a classic high-minded Sammy concept song, concepts in quotations, uh, that's very much of its era, and it works for me. I won't downvote anything on this album, guys. Not even that other track we haven't covered yet. If Spaint comes on, I will listen, and I'll like it. Kissy face. Uh, so there you go. Scott, Scott Monroe, he's digging in his heels, and like, you don't say a damn bad word about this because it's great. And you know what? I applaud you for it. I appreciate and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything bad. Oh, and then uh, just as a, an aside, Jeff Brewer kind of uh, uh, jumping on kind of with uh, with what Ryan said in his manifesto. The lyrics aren't Sam's worst. Uh, it's a good point on Ed's slightly buried background guitar on the verses. I kind of miss it a little on the live version, but I would prefer not to hear it rather than part rather than the part being pre-recorded and piped in. I prefer live actually be live. I 100% agree with you on that one because. Uh, especially these days with live shows, there's uh, the use of the, the track has become a, a sort of a source of contention. There's one band out there right now that literally could not play their show because their laptop uh, would not play uh, certain tracks. And so therefore they couldn't play their song. Now, bear in mind, this band was not a, uh, this wasn't a DJ band. This wasn't even a, an electronica band where the use of a, uh, a computer for uh, electronic bullshit was necessary. No, this was a full-fledged band with guitars, with bass, with drums, singer, uh, and like maybe a keyboardist uh, not on a laptop, just, you know, <laughs> your black and white standard keys. And they could not play the show because the tracks weren't working. And that just to me says, you don't know how to play your instruments. Yeah, you're not a real band. This is fake. And sadly, there are a lot of bands in modern music these days that are too reliant on that. And it's kind of a shame. It's a real shame. I'll just say it. Um, I'm not trying to downplay anyone who uh, their bread and butter and their music is reliant on, uh, you know, computer software and stuff like that. Like, you know, make your music how you want to make it, but also have a backup plan, have a backup plan because Things will inevitably happen in a live show. Like those are the most unpredictable things. You 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 might have a great show one night, and the very next night something will go awry. Something will happen. You know, it happens in podcasting, for example. <laughs> you know, it's today. like everything's great, and then sometimes things go awry. You know, you just can't you can't predict these things. Technology is fickle. So if you're a band and you're relying on your technology to uh, get you out of a jam or to like be uh free flowing and and smooth every single time i got bad news for you um so don't be that guy don't be that band either so um and it's not, not just new artists either mark it's uh, legacy yeah. acts like uh, bon jovi motley Crue. they're all tracks apparently i should say allegedly i don't want to get sued but you know that was mick mars whole thing <laughs> like e- even the drums were tracked it's like how like you can't even like play the drums and well uh, i don't think nikki six knows how to play the bass so that one i understand but the drums really no. yeah exactly <laughs> it's like i mean there's in hindsight i'm i'm wondering uh how any of uh some of these uh older guys in these famous rock bands ever made it in their in music 
at all because like i don't think any of you really know how to play your instrument like yep. whatsoever oh, uh, uh, as a the, side note chat, uh, just, sorry i just want to throw this out here right in the chat oh yeah uh, yeah yeah go ahead I saw a clip of Haley williams i think singing with the autotune crapped out and it was interesting so yeah when the autotune doesn't work uh, some of these new vocalists yeah, and they actually have to sing mm -hmm. oh boy yeah Haley williams uh paramore is that correct I i'm not sure what paramore, paramore. yeah okay. yeah um i have paramore originally from uh franklin a la nashville um i have opinions on paramore but okay. that's per perhaps another another time another a, ma a manifesto uh a ranting if you will uh for another day i'm trying we'll to get, get there. you to but do as some an aside, on our patreon like you gotta record some i know i know no that'll draw you're right you're right in, we should so you guys uh you guys that are on our patreon uh let me let us know what, what you want me to rant about I'll, I'll i'll find something as a side note uh just for you Corey, uh i watched for the first time uh some kind of monster the metallica oh, nice. doc uh from years back and that was insightful to say yes. the least um speaking of uh certain musicians that i don't know if they fully know how to play their instrument uh and i'll just leave it at that it was insightful uh if you guys haven't seen some kind of monster go check that out it's on netflix brilliant um, brilliant documentary that... worst album yes, ever yes <laughs> and that's that's the heartbreak of it all is big i'm watching this doc hearing the the origins of the saint anger album knowing what i know and just listening to it and go like how like how did you guys not not know this early on how bad this was gonna be for, <laughs> maybe for they me, did you know cut it you know and of course this famous line <laughs> that, was, that was the best part that. that was the best part of it yeah, just delete that oh r.i.p mr Aldrich. that's just not it <laughs> yeah good stuff that'll do it for the uh the 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 manifestos and the uh the commentaries on spank so now we can put it to rest for you once and for all Corey. until until we finish the fuck album and then we have to talk about it on a live show and then and then we'll <laughs> just i hey, predict chaos it, it, it may not be my lowest ranked on the fuck album i don't know like i said you're maybe i'm coming around a little bit uh, i tell you what though the, those scores did bring the scores on the fuck album down a bit uh currently the album oh. rating right now is 75.8 percent for 24.2 percent against uh so it lasts for me you guys and we only have two tracks left on that one uh pleasure dome and, and top of the or sorry not top of the world uh, pleasure dome and the dream is over are the two we have left. So, Jeez. Uh, well, I don't have hope that it's going to soar to the top. Well, I mean, it can't soar to the top at this point. Great record. But Great record. It, it, I, it's one of those. I had hope that it would at least uh, make it to 80-something percent. I tell you what, I, I had this kind of phenomenon happen, not, not to uh, you know promote any of my other podcasts, but on the Ultimate Catalog Clash uh, season one, we did Phil Collins' Era Genesis. And Kevin Brown yeah. was, was talking about Duke. And he said Duke is an album I'd give in the high 90s, but when we broke down the songs, it ended up much, much lower. It was, I think, around 73%. And, and he was pissed off mm. about that. But oh, like, wow. when you look at him kind of individually and you kind of take a critical ear to him as kind of what we're doing here, and, and you have to grade him to a certain criteria, that, that could happen. But you could put on the record and say, I love this record. And that's what I do when I listen to the Fuck yeah. album. I love this record. But there, there's two songs on yes. there I, I love less, right? And, and when I'm listening to it, it's, you know. It, and that's it, fair. That's it, a fair assessment. And that other one you mentioned that, uh, you know, I'm maybe not going to enjoy as an instrumental is amazing. Absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, it's Mr. Hager that, that's not so good on it. But we're going to get to that one. I want to call it one thing in the chat, though, because Chaz <laughs> says that Spanked is a joke like Big Bottom. And Jeff Brewer uh, rightly 
calls him out and says, excuse me, sir, Big Bottom is not a joke. It's pure genius. Two guitars playing bass and the bass player playing a double neck bass is just awesome. 100%. The it's, bigger the cushion, the It's either the sweeter awesome the or it's overkill. Either way, it's no, cool. <laughs> no, there's no such thing as overkill on Big Bottom, sir. No, no, no. I will not. I will not cotton to any fucking Spinal Tap uh, blasphemy on my show, sir. Oh, I will not. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no blasphemy here. It's just like when I say overkill, I mean that in the best possible way. I love it. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, take that, Chaz. <laughs> anyway, um, well, with that being said, uh, you ready to do our favorite thing in the world other oh, than spin the wheel? Should we manifest? Yes, we should. Everybody take a sip. It's time for manifestations. Mm. All right, everybody. And uh, to, uh, to, if, to those of you who don't know, we manifest what song we want for the night. All right. So uh, going to our uh, Discord for our, our lovely patrons who are very enthusiastic and with a lot of a lot of uh, 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 hopes and dreams of their manifestations of the songs tonight. Uh, we go to Scott Monroe and he says, because it would be fitting to welcome 2024 by closing out 1984. He wants House of Pain. Yes. Uh, He's probably not alone in that too. Yeah, that's uh we're very close to finishing 1984 and House of Pain is just the track to do it. Uh and then we go on to uh Jeff Brewer says that's as good a reason as any. I'll take House of Pain also. So there you go. Um Josh, our friend Josh who's not in the chat right now, but he's uh he's getting checked out. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Josh says new sensation. I mean House of Pain. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for new like, sensation too. I like NXS. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> I do too. That would be fun. Uh, if you want the NXS show, uh, let us know. Um, but that's three for House of Pain. Uh, our friend Michael T. Michael, uh, he wants Jamie's crying, and almost, he is—he's just—he's not going to stop until we get it. Almost happened last week. Uh, you used your godlike powers that ticked everybody off, and uh, <laughs> uh, how did uh, how did Jeff put it? They rejected that one last week so they could do spanked. Uh, rejected is the wrong word. It's still on the wheel, and we're still going to spin it and, and talk about it. But look, man, look, we we had the bogus Otis guys on the show, the Sammy Hagar podcasters. Like we couldn't not do a Sammy track with them on there. Okay, we it, we had to. We we just had to. All right, and I know I pulled a mulligan from out of nowhere that I said I wasn't going to do, and then I went against it, and that's why I said, "Come after me. It's fine." So, Jeff, I, I I feel your anger. It it gives you focus, makes you stronger. Kudos. <laughs> um, Chaz, on the other hand, wants a fan favorite, Humans Being. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that one has has long eluded us, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling something in the air, but maybe not because Ryan Powell he's going to manifest Big Bad Bill. Ooh, that's what he wants. Sure. He's uh, uh, and then, uh, our friend Davey Lee Smith says he wants bullet head. He wants to get down on some bullet head, but then Scott Everett coming in clutch with the house of pain. Cause he's ready for 1984 album show. Here's jump. So basically Scott wants to, uh, he wants the chaos to just, uh, explode because he knows when we talk about that album and we get to jump that, uh, our friend Tom's going to jump in there. Uh, <laughs> unintended and uh completely ripped me apart i'm sure because of my many occasions of discussing why those lyrics are stupid um look i love the song i have to point that out <laughs> i still love the song it's 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 van halen's most popular song it's great i can't wait for that discussion dumb. i can't wait for that discussion <laughs> yeah 
I I I took so much shit for spank. You got to get some for for jump there, buddy. Look, it might be our first uh, live or our, the first live show of 2024, man. Because uh, if we spin House of Pain, it's on. Absolutely. So we've got all the manifestations for those, and then a few others. Uh, Corey, how about yourself though? You you know you're you got your internet back. We've had some weird technical issues. So what's a what's a good Van Halen track that we have left that would ease your uh, irritation? You know, I, I kind of want to hear Big Bottom now because uh, Jeff is still talking in the chat, uh, talking about the. I believe it was. Uh, it was like it wasn't live eight, but it was it was one of those like type of uh, uh, big uh, cause type concerts, and, and Spinal Tap was a part of. And they did a version, a live version of Big Bottom, uh, where every bass player on the bill came on stage, including James Hetfield and Robert Trujillo from Metallica, and they played bass to Big Bottom. So <laughs> I I, I want to see amazing. that. I don't remember what the event was. It was it wasn't live eight, but it was like that. It was some sort of, hey, let's all get together and make music to try and solve world hunger, and then nothing ever fucking came of it. But uh, I'm going to join uh, the chorus of people who want House of Pain. A, I'm ready for a live show, even though my technology is not. I am ready for one. I want to drink some whiskeys and talk about one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, you can't really see it in my new shot. I, I kind of moved my shot for people watching on YouTube or on the live stream. Uh, this poster here, uh, it's off in the corner. You can't really see it. It's the Van Halen poster. It's actually from the 1984 mm. tour program book that uh, a listener actually was very nice to send to me. So I got that hanging up here uh, in my man cave. You could also, uh, behind this shoulder, I got a couple of signed Eddie Van Halen uh, posters, got a Queen thing, Metallica thing, uh, all my football pictures. So uh, I'm going to join the chorus of, yeah. of people who want to hear uh, House of Pain, uh, and then we can get that live show going for 1984. That's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Well, there you go. All right. Like all around House of Pain. And then, of course, I'm going to be the contrarian uh, because I want humans being um i think it's uh i think it's time it's eluded us long enough i'm i'm with uh, the the first time you'll hear me say it i'm with chaz mataz on this one man like i think uh it's time for some humans being i think um uh, you know well look it's it's on brand because for whatever reason in the america south specifically nashville december seems to be a tornado month uh we we, we can't go a, a december since uh like 2019 and 2020 uh without having a tornado come through and uh luckily i mean we're all good this time no trees fell on our cars because there's no trees anymore where they had to go because <laughs> those are tornadoes in the previous years um but but man we still had them and we still have weird cra crazy weather so what better track to uh befit this uh this in um uh, crazy weather than with the song from from the highly uh, entertaining blockbuster twister than humans being. It's time. I think it's time. So uh, that being said, I wouldn't be mad if House of Pain ended up on the wheel, but it's not up to me and it's not up to Corey. It is up to the wheel herself and she be a fickle bitch sometimes. So let's say we get this thing primed. How many people we got in the chat right now? Uh, we have, I believe, seven right now, but I want to point out we have a last minute manifestation from our oh. good buddy, Kalen. Oh. Aylin Powell wants to hear Jamie's crying. So, oh, all yeah. right. Two for Jamie's crying. Yeah, so because Mark wouldn't be mad about that either. Mark so awfully uh, got rid of it uh, last time out. Uh, he's hoping for, <laughs> for a redo uh, on Jamie's yes, crying. Yes, so it was me. It was me. It was all you. I'm the villain. Bastard. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> we have 20 songs on the wheel. We have set, six now in the chat. Six uh, plus you and I is eight. So what do you say I shuffle this sucker right. eight times? One, two, three, four, five, eight six, times. seven, eight. All right, Sammy's warming up. Let's see what we come up with. Here we go! Round, 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 
Oh, it's going to be a big one. It's oh. humans oh. being. Oh. Yes. Mark Kamire called his shot. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We did it, Chaz. We did it. <laughs> oh, that means Chaz called his shot, too. Oh, no. He did. Yeah, so that's uh, that's two for me now. All right. I'm, I'm catching up to you, Corey. I, I almost wore my uh, my Manifest Club uh, T-shirt because I, I've done that three times. You got to get one now. You've done it three. You, yeah. you rolled two, I know. I got to so, get one yeah. more. <laughs> oh, Scott Everett, uh, not happy at all. Hell yes. Uh, Chaz, very happy. <laughs> Cheers. Yep. We're going to... We're going to Twister, and actually, a little apropos, I was just uh, reading an interview with uh, Glenn Powell uh, from that. Uh, Glenn Powell, yeah, yeah, Twisters. He's going to be yeah. in Twisters, and he talked about uh, the new Twisters film, and it's not going to have anything to do uh, with the original Twister. Uh, no cast members coming back. It's not following that storyline. This is a completely uh, different separate storyline, just with a very similar name. I think that's the best course of action. If you're going to do uh, another Tornado movie and call it Twisters, uh, make it your own thing. Yeah. Just, you know, make, make it the new generation twister, you know, uh, because without, you know, sadly, Bill Paxton's no longer with us and y you can't bring back Helen Hunt and not bring back Bill Paxton. And, you know, he's, he's not with us anymore. So there's just, there's no point not to mention, uh, you know, a lot of the crew or not a lot of them, but there's, there's a few people from the uh, crew of the first movie that, uh, aren't with us anymore, including, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. People forget he's in that movie. But yeah, so that's a that's a, a the best course of action I think if you're gonna uh, make a pseudo, it's not even a sequel I don't think I think it's just gonna be yeah like the the new generation of twisters so uh, and what that name implies is we're probably gonna get like just a fuck ton of tornadoes in that movie and with the technology being what it is uh, they could look pretty devastating so I'm excited I like Glenn Powell uh, I'm excited to see uh, what becomes of it. Um, Nothing's ever going to beat the uh, the Jan DeBont uh, directorial uh, masterpiece. And I'm pretty sure there will be no single Van Halen songs on the soundtrack for, for this new Twisters, which that's a shame, too. But what do you do? Uh, Twisters was a big, big hit uh, when it came out. I know uh, uh, the band was supposed to kind of be on a, a off their tour cycle at this point. Uh, 1996, Eddie was going to have hip surgery. Uh, Alex was going to get his necks fixed uh, finally from the, you know, memory yeah. balance tour. He's wearing the fucking neck brace. Um, and Sammy's wife was having their first kid. Uh, but their manager convinced them that the movie was going to be huge and uh, and that the money they made off this track would kind of carry him for the rest of 96. And he was right. I think Twister made almost $500 million uh, at the worldwide box office, which at the time, uh, you know, it wasn't Independence Day was money, but it was, it was still yeah. yeah pretty huge. So. And at the time, I mean, like what they were doing, it's it's funny watching it now. Um, the special effects were pretty cutting edge at that time um, with, uh, you know, how what the tornadoes looked like, you know, what uh, what they could do. Um, so, you know, that bear all of that in mind. And they, yeah, they were absolutely right. Like the movie was going to be a hit and it was. And I like to think that it's because all the pieces fit and, you know, you give it a kick ass soundtrack with no less than two uh, Van Halen-centric songs on there. And, uh, yeah, you got a massive uh, hit on your hands. Uh, don't forget Respect the Wind, uh, also from this uh, soundtrack, yeah. Uh, Tom Rumbuster, yes, we've got cows. Yeah, down right. Damn right we got cows. They <laughs> <laughs> weren't really realistic uh, cows, but uh, there you go. Uh, Ryan Powell, That's great no suggestion. Maybe Wolf, maybe Wolf can contribute to the Twister soundtrack. Would you, should he cover would Humans be really Being cool. or maybe write a spiritual sequel to it? That'd be kind of cool. I think you should do, yeah, I think you should do not a, uh, 
not a cover, but yeah, like a spiritual sequel or something like that, or something like here is my version of uh, humans being like what not not uh, I'm not copying, I'm not like following you know Dad and and Uncle Alex's uh, work here, but I'd, like if if I, if I were approaching a song for a, a tornado movie, what would that song sound like? Yeah, I, yeah, that would be really really cool, and I think that would. Uh, be kind of kind of sweet if they got him to do something on there. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Now, a uh, little trivia for our lurkers in the chat who know much more about Van Halen than I do. Uh, who titled this song "Humans Being"? Because I believe uh, Sammy had a song called "The Silent Extreme" that that this was kind of based on. And then somebody else in the band uh, came up with the title "Humans Being." Uh, does anybody know? I know Kevin Brown just logged in uh, the wrong account, but he's fucking here anyway. Kevin Brown, uh, who coined the term <laughs> uh, cl- or titled the song "Humans Being"? <laughs> he's just gonna google real quick and he'll and get he guesses mark so. i do not have it i don't i have no clue actually i didn't know uh that it had a, an original title uh, well i'm not other getting, than humans being uh, it was actually alex van halen who uh, christened it humans being apparently oh so. well there you go uh, I, how I about that look at that uh, we, we we talked about kind of the friction in the band during 95 uh, with balance it was even more so in 96 obviously uh sammy wanted to stay in maui mm-hmm. with his pregnant wife the band wanted him to fly in to kind of work on this song. And uh, I, I believe uh, I, I'm trying to look up the exact quote here. And he said, Eddie. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Completed with Sammy and said they needed only a minute and a half of lyrics. And he suggested blah, blah, blah. I hate this. I hate that. You dirty rat uh, as a lyric, uh, which Sammy uh, said that sucked. And, th- and then he came up with the line, there is just enough Christ in me to make me feel almost guilty. Is that why God made us mm-hmm. free to make us see we're humans beings? So a little bit better than blah, blah, blah. I hate this. I hate that. You dirty rat, <laughs> which is how I would write a song. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, when you're just fed up and you don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, what do you say? You want to start playing a little uh, humans being from uh, the Twister soundtrack been, in 1996? Been waiting for it since the beginning of the show. Let's do it. Oh, that riff. 
that that that's what I was missing last week. And I, I don't even mind like like bluesier kind of funkier stuff we got last week, but g- give me a, a mm-hmm. low down dirty riff like that. That that is just magic. And I know Chaz is not a, a fan of this song, and I'm hoping we get some comments on him as to why. Because I'm listening to that and I'm thinking this is fucking <laughs> brilliant. I love it. Eddie does this really cool thing. Um, and we I, I've mentioned that he has he's one of the most dynamic. I think that's that's part of his charm among many things, but he's one of the most dynamic guitar players. This shows his dynamics because he um he's essentially playing the same riff over and over again, and yet he's building and it's building and it's building. He's he's playing it uh relatively quiet but each time he he comes back to the phrase it gets louder and louder and louder and he's just like it's just this great big build like uh the oncoming storm if you will there you go. uh and i've just i've always really appreciated about this and i, I don't know just and the riff just sounds cool it's like it's so it's so simple but it just it, you add eddie's tonality uh, and then, of course, when uh, Alex and and Mikey come in, it's just uh, just just blends together right, just so beautifully. This was one of the uh, when I when I first well, I'll get to that later, but I just I really love the uh, the buildup of of that riff, and it is it's dirty. It's got like that kind of uh, I don't even know how to describe it other than yeah, it's just it's this dirty riff, and yet it comes out like fluidly. You know, it's just like it's just very, very fluid. And I guess you just attribute that to Eddie's uh, just the way he plays it. But I've always loved this the little intro. Yeah, me too. All right. Let, let's get into the into the first verse in the lyrics, which is maybe uh, one of the things that people didn't appreciate about the song. But let's find it. Sure. All right, so I like it. Uh, I'm going to guess you like it, uh, but some people may not be a fan of the monotone. There is just not right. Like the, the, the kind of bland kind of delivery uh, on the lyrics until he gets to humans being. I don't know. He doesn't do a lot of, uh, yeah, it's, he's, um, yeah, he's kind of got that, uh, uh, that d- drone sort of like one note uh, on, on each word of the phrase, but but it's impactful what he's saying. What he's saying is actually, you know, we 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 just got done talking about a song uh, that Sammy wrote lyrically, and how it's just like, wow, that's stupid. Uh, and <laughs> we talk all the time about how sometimes li- uh, Sammy's lyrics are just like, I what the fuck, dude? Like, can you can you make this a little bit more poetic? No, or do you have that ability? Okay, I think th- this uh, this opening uh, phrase here is pretty profound really i mean if you if you get down to it i mean there's just enough christ in me to make me feel almost guilty is that why god made us breed to see that we're human humans being uh uh it's 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 um it's kind of like uh you know the question your maker question your existence on the planet uh you know not not to get too uh, uh religious about it but i mean you know it's the you know it's it's we're we're a nation that's uh you know built around unfortunately just the the religious aspects of it all so i mean there's going to come some times when you're going to question the uh your your place in the world and uh, whether or not uh you believe that there's uh something beyond it and uh you know and if you do you know sammy's like well 
He's like, there's just there's just enough. There's just enough of this inner light in me to, you know, make me feel kind of guilty about the way I live my life. And it's like, you know, is, is that is that what I'm put here to do? Am I here to just uh, spread my seed and make more of me out there? Because, you know, we're, we're human beings out there. And uh, is that is, is that what we're put on this planet to do to just breed? You know, that's that's, that's a kind of profound uh, thought process, I think. Absolutely. Uh, for Sammy, especially, lyrically, that's pretty profound for him. Uh, let, let's go to the chat real quick and get some comments. Uh, Tom Armbruster, that snare, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're you're definitely not wrong. Uh, but you could say that mm -hmm. pretty much of any, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, it, you know, Alex Van Halen uh, snare sound. Uh, Scott Everett, Al banging away over that riff is magic. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan says, I love the syncopated riff. The, the of two and three is brilliant. And then Chaz chimes in, I hate this riff. So that was the problem I had with Spanked. I didn't like the riff. It ruined the song for me. He doesn't like this riff. Right. It ruins the song for him. I'm not going to shit all over him. Uh, if you don't like the riff, obviously the song's not going to work for you. I just did this with Kevin Brown in a Metallica song. He said, I don't like this riff. Well, then the whole song's going to be pretty much done for you at that point, right? So yeah, I totally get it. Which song was it? I don't want to ruin it. You got to listen to the Ultimate Catalog. Oh, okay, class. okay, yeah. That and I tease, a little tease honestly, for you guys. I also honestly don't remember which song it was, but... Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Josh, uh, Glenn Ballard production equals stellar. Absolutely. I think it sounds really good. Uh, Chaz, though, says yeah. it sounds like everyone but Eddie Van Halen. Which I, I, I don't uh, know. Uh, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Uh, it's too thin and repetitive and just not inspired, which, uh, the, you know, it, it has a little more body, I, I think, than maybe it's just what he's listening to through our headphones. Again, we're having some technical issues. Uh, I don't think the lurkers are, yeah. are listening. They're, they're not getting the, the full body effect that Mark and I are getting here. So. Maybe that uh, I I think there's a lot of body to that riff actually. I do too, and uh, it's it's especially uh, his uh, he hates the tone. Yeah. To me, this sound this I think the riff works because of Eddie's tone, and like it sounds to me like Eddie's tone. I mean, we've we've done the show long enough to where it's like we can we can recognize that, and not to mention you know Eddie Van Halen's tone is legendary. You know, with how it sounds because. Nobody else can do that. Um, I, I that's one of the reasons why I think this the riff actually work like really really works is because that Eddie's tonality is very uh, uh, apparent and upfront. And so, I, yeah, when you say you hate the tone and it doesn't sound like Eddie, like I have to question. Go, really? You sure about that? <laughs> All right, let's keep going. But you do you, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> he will trust me. <laughs> All right, man, that chorus. Holy crap. That that's my favorite part of the song. I love the shine on. Uh, what a and there they go again, man. We we have mentioned especially early Van Halen days, their choruses are usually nothing lyrically. Like it's the maybe the title of the song over and over again. Like running with the devil. Might as well jump. Go ahead and jump. 
uh, uh, you know, it's like Panama, Panama, ah, <laughs> you know, it's just like their their choruses are just so simple with uh, you know, lyrically, I'm uh, I'm speaking about, and this this one's no exception. Shine on, shine on, that's it. And but it works because that full sound of the band, you know, when the when the music just like shifts, and uh, and again, uh, I I echo what uh, uh, I believe it was uh, Scott Everett and, and it might have been a few other people, but it's the groove and intensity of the song is really like that's the selling point, and and it makes sense because we're putting this song on a movie soundtrack about tornadoes. It's going to be, it's, it needs to be uh, intense. And, you know, if you can make it groovy, do it. Uh, if there's one thing uh, Van Halen's good at is swing and groove. So, um, yeah, it just, I, man, that, that chorus is, is so good. Let me ask you something, Corey. Uh, the line, uh, you break my balls with all your crap. Uh, you think he's talking about Alex? <laughs> well, I, I, I think in, in general, uh, Chaz points out in the, in the comments, uh, lots of bad vibes in the music and the lyrics. It's a really sad statement for where they were as a band. I, I don't know if he was necessarily going for that, but it, yeah, you, you obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, you break this, yeah, I'll break all yeah. that. You break my balls with all your claps. Spread your disease like lemons breeding. That's what makes us human being. A very negative lyric, which you know, from a party sure. band from California, we're not quite used to, right? So, uh, you know, we had a, uh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. We had a little bit of that going into uh, balance. Right, don't tell me mm -hmm. was you know a negative uh, kind of connotation, or at least they wanted one. Uh, and then humans being kind of the same thing. I always kind of got a, an instant karma kind of vibe from this song, uh, just because that chorus is "We all shine on." This is shine on, shine on. And uh, mm -hmm. I've actually found a quote um, uh, from Stephen King, uh, who is inspired to name his <laughs> book "The Shining" because of instant karma. What's the movie playing at the drive-in in Twister? It's The Shining. It's The Shining. It all comes around. It's like poetry. Yeah. It's like it's like poetry. It rhymes. Like, <laughs> thank you, George Lucas. Yeah, thank you, George. Um, but but no, no, that's actually really smart to point out. And now it just makes me wonder if uh if Jan de Bont, the director, uh had that in mind, um, or if he was just, or if it's just a happy coincidence because you know, he wanted something uh profound playing on the on the drive-in screen whilst a tornado is attacking. I don't know, but I, I, I like your uh, analysis there, Corey. I think if it all ties together like that, then that, that just makes it even more brilliant. Um, but yeah, you talk about the negative uh, or and Chaz mentioned it too, bad vibes, negativity in the lyrics, like, well, considering where they were at the time and, you know, Sammy's not beyond writing negative things, even uh, in the song feeling as we went over, there's, you know, he was, yeah. it's literally, he he's talking about how he was feeling about his place uh in the band maybe even his place in the world there's it's not a that's not a positive song i wouldn't i wouldn't say that was a overly positive uh lyrically um and i don't know something about the way the music in this song is structured it lends itself into uh for uh you know it's kind of it's kind of got that uh, that minor uh, I mean, it is in minor, but uh, the the key. But I mean, it it just it lends itself to uh, kind of expressing some 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 anger, some frustration because you know storms coming, you know, and I am the storm in this moment. Uh, so like, let me let me just go ahead and just lay it all out there, and you know, shine on, you know, just just let it uh, let let your feelings fly, I guess, so to speak. Uh, let it come through like a tornado. Um, 
and, but it works. And I think because of that and something we're not used to hearing from, yeah, you know, party rocker uh, from California like that. Um, that may be why this song is so attractive to so many people, not just the, its connection to, uh, you know, a fantastic movie, but just because of the way it's structured, because of the way uh, it sounds, because it does sound, even though um, I disagree with uh, the assessment that it doesn't sound like Eddie Van Halen playing. I think it does, but as a Van Halen song it does sound different than what we uh, are used to hearing from them. That I agree with, but I don't think that's a negative. No, and uh, Kevin called that out, that it, it's a different beast in the catalog, uh, but still very mm -hmm. Van Halen and Ryan Powell in the chat. Uh, agrees with Chad, but he finds the aggression in the song compelling and elevates the music, which is kind of where I that's too. Yeah. yeah, right there. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's keep going. Right before we get into the, the second part, there <laughs> it, it almost kind of feels like we're in the eye of the twister, don't we? Like everything kind of comes that's down. The, I, I think you, I think you, you nailed it. I think that's exactly the the feeling that they're trying to invoke here. I mean, Eddie is so good at evoking feelings through his guitar playing. Man, just it, it doesn't matter what the song is about. It's we we know that when they're. Uh, you know, doing their, their party rock stuff when they're singing about Panama and, you know, he comes in with that solo. It's like, this is, this song is supposed to be fun. So that solo sounds fun. Uh, this song, uh, is, is kind of heavy and it's, you know, dealing with the, you know, big storms. So what's that going to sound like? Tornadoes are fickle, man. Sometimes they don't just plow through and that's it. Sometimes they, they come in, uh, or they just build and build and build and leave you in suspense. They come down for a little bit, then they go away, but then they come back and uh that's i yeah I, I i'm right there with you i think that's exactly what this solo is doing i tell you what and tornadoes kind of hit home for me because i'm kind of in a little bit of a tornado alley where i live here now and actually just beyond Same. this wall here that you could see on my shot one night my wife was at work she was working at our theater at the time i look out the window i had two young kids at the time and i i see the i see a cloud and it starts swirling and i see the the, the funnel starting to come down and literally mm. 20 feet from my house so I grabbed the kids, we run to the basement and like just ready for, for shit to hit the fan. I come back up and it had dissipated, but man, it was so close. Like it was coming down. <laughs> Hadn't quite touched the ground. I didn't wait around to, to look yeah. long enough to see if it was going to touch the ground. But I tell you, Smart. scary, scary shit. Cause I've seen the movie <laughs> Twister about a hundred times. Uh, let, let's go right. back to the chat here. Uh, Chaz says the shine on bit is a, they needed a radio hook. Uh, it comes out of nowhere. It's a bit bizarre. I, I, I don't agree with that uh, one little bit. I think it, it absolutely fits. Uh, Kevin Brown. So I could, agree it's a radio hook, but yeah. yeah, I don't agree. It comes out of nowhere. Uh, I love Kevin. So we're all agreed, right? Chaz is wrong. <laughs> Can't wait to hear uh, <laughs> uh, Heath McCoy's thoughts on this one. I agree. I, I kind of curious to see what he yeah. comes up with. <laughs> and then Chaz, because he loves to needle Kevin as much as I do, says Def Leppard should do a cover, knowing that Kevin Brown hates Def Leppard more than anything. 
Uh, Oh, wow. I don't know that story. Kevin, you're going to have to enlighten me one day. Oh, yeah. He it's it's awful. And I almost picked Death Leopard for the ultimate catalog clash because I think if you actually listen to it, he'd find some stuff he likes. (laughs) They're actually I I really like that band a lot. I actually met him. Uh, You can't see it on my wall. It's just off the shot this way here a little bit. But I have a a picture of me and my wife uh, and Def Leppard, uh, their Viva Hysteria residency at the Hard Rock in Vegas. We went and saw him. So that was a lot. Hell yeah. Uh, Ryan says Chaz may get voted off Van Halen Island if he's not careful. Yeah, gee, I don't know. <laughs> uh, lo- love the tempo change in the solo, like the storm. Yeah, we we had talked about that. That's absolutely mm-hmm. right. Uh, the solo is the only thing I like, says Chaz. <laughs> uh, well, there's there's something you like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chaz says I was hoping this listen would change my mind. Apparently, it hasn't. Uh, that's too bad. Uh, Ryan says absolutely, Scott. That breakdown is tremendous, and it really, really is, and it really. Oh, it fits the tone so well of the movie and of the song. And I don't even know if they really tailored this song a lot to the movie. Maybe they just knew, hey, we're writing a tornado movie song. And there's, okay, we had this kind of scrap of a song that Sammy did. Alex named it Humans yeah. Being. And away they went. And that may have been all it was. But uh, if, they were, <laughs> if they were thinking, you know, about tornadoes, okay, now we need that kind of breakdown moment where everything calms down and then everything builds. And boy, does it ever build. Now you get to the shit hitting the fan. Now you get cows fucking mm-hmm. flying through the world. And, and all that kind of stuff. So. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was just a, you know, happy coincidence. Like, well, we do have this song that feels like it's just a storm brewing because it kind of, kind of is where we're at in this point in time in our career. So uh, yeah, let's, let's throw this on the soundtrack see what happens. Oh, and, and Ryan reminds me of something. Their instructions were to specifically write a song that wasn't referencing tornadoes or the weather that, that came from <laughs> Yonder Bond. He's like, do not write a tornado oh, well. song. They're like, okay, we won't, but it's still going to feel like one. Yeah, and then their instrumental was called what? Respect the Wind. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going. All right, we haven't talked about him yet on this track, but Michael Anthony had some cool shit going on there uh, during the solo. The bass was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's hard to. Yes, yes, he does. But I t- I tell you, um, I'm a big fan of of everything Alex is doing. Oh yeah, in this yeah. section. I mean, like I I love his double kick. I love just he's just he's throwing it in and like almost it almost seems like it just random times, but they but it works. And it just sort of uh, still invokes the building and building like the, uh, you know, the storm getting bigger and bigger. And and uh, I mean, Mikey is a huge part of that as well, because you know, that rhythm section, man, when they're when those two are just on it, they're God, they're on it. Um, and uh, and I'm just going to tell you this right now. This is my favorite Eddie Van Halen solo. Um, and it's not because he's playing all the notes in the world. It's not because 
necessarily the the solo is just uh you know it does it fit the song absolutely and matter of fact i think it enhances the song more than you know it was better than it was already going it's my favorite because of just what the feelings that it invokes because yeah he's he's i think uh i like our assessment that uh he's playing it as if it's like a wavering storm like you know it's like it's it's here it's like we're gonna i'm gonna hit you with this like real quick and then it's gonna dissipate just a little it's gonna hide but then it's just gonna come back with just this screaming vengeance and there are moments where it sounds like his guitar is screaming uh you know or like uh like maybe there is a tornado in the damn studio whilst playing uh it just and then you add alex and mikey on top of it as like uh you know the thunder and uh you know the or the crashing of of uh debris you know with a tornado throwing shit around and uh i mean they can say all they want that uh like we we, we were told not to write a tornado song so we didn't uh we we had this song and i was like well yeah but you still gave us the tornado vibes in all of the right ways and uh that is why it, this this solo has always just had a special place in my heart because of just how it just makes me feel and just how you know what it what i think it represents and uh yeah so that's this is full disclosure my my favorite van halen or eddie van halen solo well i tell you what uh there, there's a differing opinion in the chat let let's go to the oh the boy here. uh first of all uh ryan uh gets the 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 chat win here where he says sammy's first attempt was about the suck zone or something and that pissed ed off <laughs> which suck zone <laughs> I, I love that love that uh ryan powell i uh, love the evolution of that two note motif as it gets more and more intense ditto on the one note repeated yeah mm -hmm. and uh chaz oh, dissonance yeah are you telling me that was eddie it wasn't wolfie when he was like six or seven uh wow chaz goes that's my least favorite solo ever so you called it your favorite van halen solo of all time Chaz says that's his least favorite ever. Uh, then Chaz says he's playing one note. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, count again, sir. Count again. <laughs> uh, Ryan is loving that's that. That's all I'll say. You count and Chaz again. are on opposite <laughs> ends of the solo spectrum. <laughs> uh, Chaz says you have to break up the solos here. Uh, Greed says, Scott, the solo evokes emotion perfectly stated. And Ryan is, he's with Mark on this one. He told a story with that one note. I agree. I, I agree with both you and Mr. Powell on that one. Uh, Chaz says the first solo was brilliant, nuanced, and classic EVH. The second or third one here is just is just not a solo; it's a one note bend. Which I don't know. He changes the note. It changes. <laughs> you know, you bend it, you change it. So it, it, you know, it changes it's not in one intensity. Note, yeah. It changes in 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 meaning almost, right? Like it, it like you said, it builds. Yeah. It's not just in, in, like he's, you know, the way he's hitting it is it, changing more. And actually, uh, a little tidbit I got mm -hmm. from the Van Heel Encyclopedia which I'm going to read here. If you, um, yeah. Uh, in, in the video, if you look closely uh, during the end of the second guitar solo, as he begins the tapping passage, uh, uh, there's a string broken on his uh, Wolfgang guitar. I believe it. I've never seen that, but I believe it. I, I got to watch the video now. I wish we were kind of watching it as part of the show. Yeah, but yeah I got to check that out now. Uh, broken guitar string, but yeah. So you, you either. It's are... all, I mean, even, even if it's one, you know what, even if it is one note, it's, it's raw emotion. I, I, I defy any guitar player to play a one note solo and evoke as much emotion that That's Eddie right. Van Halen's doing in tell, this song. Tell a story in one note. None of them can do it. Yeah. Tell a story, tell with a one story note. in one note. Nobody can do that. Nobody.
gonna say I love the on the second shine on the whoa that he kind of throws in right at the mm-hmm. end. Like, oh, that is so cool. It's like he's just he's uh he's lingering on that high note that the shine on, and he's kind of kind of have to let it go. Like, whoa, you know, it's like uh he's like I could hang on this for a little while, but I'm gonna ease back a little bit because there's more shit coming. That's right. Big that though. All right, let's finish her off. There's that famous fade out. Got to do something cool in the fade out. Keep going. Got to do something cool in the fade out. He's on and on he goes. It's like uh, we're we're, uh, riding away like Pecos Bill on the tornadoes. Like, here we go, but we're not stopping. How about that Sammy Uh, scream at the end, too? Like, and it built and built kind of like that one note solo at the Mm -hmm. end there. Like, it just be, and then went into a full, full throated screech. That was great. Here's, here is my, my one criticism. Uh, about this song and i've always kind of had it uh ever you know ever since i first heard it uh and just to be fair because i'm not trying to you know you know blow the song too hard but it's like <laughs> my one criticism is i'm not a fan of the way uh and i'm not even sure who's doing it if it's eddie and mikey or if it's like if sammy's in there too it's the the humans yeah, I always wondered being, who that like, was. Yeah, because it doesn't sound like Sammy. It, <laughs> it doesn't sound like any of them. If, if anything, it sounds <laughs> kind of like yeah. Alex. Maybe Alex gets a, a vocal. Maybe credit. it was. Yeah, maybe I it was. Know. That's the one part of the song where I was just kind of like, I wish they had done something be. a little bit different there. But with, but then you know, Sammy coming in. That's what makes us. You know, like all that. And then the, you know, you know what they the, did. Uh, the I, I tell you what they did. They they did this vocal effect I have in my uh, roadcaster. Humans be. yeah what are those one of those yeah yeah something like that but uh yeah that's that's my one thing about this song is like uh, i wish i wish they had done something different there if they were gonna do uh that vocal line but uh yeah what do you do it's fun yeah and uh uh, just reading the comments yeah jazz uh i'm not down with that given everything else i hate about the song we will agree to disagree and there you go uh, uh, I'm not going to give you any grief because he only gave me a mild amount of grief on Spanked, but uh, I understand where, where, mild, where he's yeah. coming from. I just don't <laughs> agree with it. He said, uh, Sammy can take suck, suck zone, zone to a whole, whole other place. place. Thank God Eddie pushed him on this one lyrically. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, the jazz. <laughs> it was written in LA for LA. It's so Hollywood, not inspired, somewhat derivative. That's a nice harmony in the radio hook section again. So at least he found a positive. Derivative of what? Yeah. <laughs> derivative of what i like i that's a legit question chaz derivative of what i really want to know what your what your uh 
uh, uh, analysis is for derivative. Yeah, because like what what was popular in '96 that this would be derivative of? Yeah, Wilson you know, Phillips. Or, I mean, I don't know anything. Yeah, what what is it? Deri- yeah, like I I really want to know what you think this is a derivative of. Like, uh, get get back at us with your chest. Celine Dion, she had a big hit then. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. Is it that Gin Blossoms? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Gin Blossoms. Yes, like is that it? Is it is it derivative of Gin Blossoms? Because if that's the case, I'm gonna say no, no, it's not. <laughs> Maybe this is an East Coast, West Coast thing, because Chaz is, you know, on the East Coast and LA is on the West Coast. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yet, and yet he did a, a podcast uh, about, you know, a Bay Area band. Interesting. There you go. Hmm. What are you going to do? Well, you know, uh, we're there you do. go, you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a human's being. Uh, a long-awaited uh, uh, track of the Van Halen catalog that has been long manifested, certainly by me, many, many, many times. And tonight was finally the night before we close out uh, 2023. We had to do it. Uh, and it's uh, it's on brand, as I said, because, you know, we had tornadoes not that long ago uh, this month because that apparently is the December fun uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee, we deal with tornadoes and we are new, new tornado alley over here. Yay. We do fun too. stuff. But yeah. what is fun? I, I, is, I, I uh, can sympathize my friend. We're right there with you. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's insane. But, uh, but you know, it is fun. It's fun, uh, finding out how we both, uh, fared on this song. What would we think about it? So, uh, Corey, it's just you and me, man. So I'm going to go straight to you. What do you think is human being a uh, human's being of or is the dream over? I love humans being like I, I loved it since I first heard it. I loved it as part of the movie Twister, uh, which is still kind of a I, I don't want to use the term guilty pleasure because you shouldn't feel guilty about anything that gives you pleasure. I like that movie exactly, even though there's a lot of silly shit in it. The fact that so many tornadoes drop down in one area of Texas in like a 24 hour span is pretty ridiculous. Oh, no, it's Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, Oklahoma. And, and, and they build uh, in intensity. I love that we have evil weathermen in that film. Carrie Elwes is, is the bad guy weatherman. Like, who would have thought, right? But it, it, it's great. And by the way, uh, Ryan uh, wants to point out, it was Eddie doing the humans being part. So thank you, Ryan, uh, for helping us out oh, with that. Well. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. But uh, I, I, I've said all that there needs to be said. I, I love the riff. I love the music. I love the production. I love the lyrics. I love the vocal delivery. I love everything about it. Uh, I'm I'm not even mad about the humans being part. I, I it's all great to me. Absolutely, what dreams are made of. I'm so glad after I was like negative two weeks in a row, uh, we came back to one I absolutely adore. Uh, Mark Meyer, this feels academic, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Is this what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? <laughs> One of the selling points in me purchasing uh, the best of Van Halen volume one uh, when I was just a wee lad before I started playing guitar. One of the selling points was the fact that Humans Being was on that album because uh, I knew that was the song from Twister uh, when I was a kid. And uh, the I love that movie with all my heart and soul. And I think I love it so much more because of the Van Halen of it all. Uh, it's, it's, it's great when you hear it in the movie, it fits, it fits the scene. Um, the, the closing 
is Eddie's, you know, doing his his solo. Um, the uh, what is it? The sound of the wind is that what it's called? Respect the wind. Respect the wind. That's right. Um, but it's just it's it's phenomenal. Um, but but because of that, I mean, it really if that song didn't have such an impact on me at such a young, uh, at such a young age, do I dare purchase that best of volume one? And then if I don't, do I go into learning how to play guitar? Like, you know, like Eddie, like I wanted to, like, you know, does, what does my trajectory look like in my musicianship? If I just, if I don't do that, if that song is not on that album, uh, or if that song just didn't have such an impact with me, it's not the greatest uh, Van Halen song ever written. I don't think I mean, I don't think so. I don't think it's the greatest Van Halen song ever written, but it is a great Van Halen song. And uh, I maintain it does sound like a Van Halen song. It sounds like a different one, but that's a good thing. I just like you, Corey. I mean, there's not much else to say other than that. Um, it's I, I love everything about it. I, I could take or leave. Uh, apparently, that's Eddie. I could take or leave Eddie's little humans being a little bit, but it's fine. Like it's it doesn't. It's not so bad that it just kills the how I feel about the song entirely. No, it's just that I just wish they had done something a little bit different there. But it is what it is. It's great. Um, I really enjoy uh, you know, Sammy's lyrics on this one because it's it's not your typical Sammy lyric. It's it's uh, it's thought-provoking and it's it's on the negative side but it's because he you know he was feeling a particular way and you know everybody in the band was feeling a particular way but i mean nevertheless what they turned out whether they intended it or not uh what they turned out was a, a quintessential uh uh tornado song <laughs> i know jan Debon's like do not write a song about a tornado okay we won't but it is it very much is <laughs> All right. And you don't even have to uh, know the movie Twister to enjoy it. It That's is right. absolutely what dreams are made of. And now you can get it on vinyl. If you get the collection volume two, it's on the uh, rarities, yeah. the not so rarities, rarities uh, album that, that comes with that. Uh, Chaz answered our question. We asked, what's it derivative of? He says derivative of songs by the Eagles. Simple arpeggios coming out of the radio hook, the transitions he uses. Do, do you hear Eagles when, when, you, when you hear that? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to look at it from the perspective that he is explaining here. Uh simple arpeggios coming out of the radio hook in the transitions. Uh by that logic, humans being is derivative of Van Halen songs. Ooh. Uh, because I got news for you, especially early Van Halen. Like you get uh are you Chaz, are you joking? Van Halen, all uh, like radio friendly, like it's, it's all. It's, if you're gonna call it like it's too, uh, or, you know, radio friendly, you know, or, you know, uh, uh, radio hook. That's all Van Halen one is. Are radio hooks? You know how I know that because so many of those songs were on the radio because of their, you know, they just that just means that they wrote catchy hooks that people enjoyed. That's what gave them, you know, that's what we love about Van Halen. So I don't know what the hell you're talking about. The Eagles, uh, I guess in the sense of do the Eagles know how to write uh, good arpeggiated uh, hooks? Yeah, they do. Um, does, uh, does a band like Deep Purple? Sure, sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Uh, you know, like we could, we'll be here all day. 
It's just like by that logic, our our simple arpeggios and radio hooks. I mean, like then then I guess all of rock music is derivative of each other. Um, and I you know, and if that's the case, so be it. You know, you know but I got news for you. Everything is derivative of something. Uh, all I know is that uh, Halen uh, gives us a what dreams are made of. That's good enough for me because he's got the coolest name maybe in the entire world. So he's what dreams are made of. Absolutely. Chaz is this dream is over. Uh, Ryan was hoping that most of the solos would bring Chaz around, uh, but Chaz, uh, no no dice. He said, here's the deal. Maybe the worst thing I can say about a Van Halen song, uh, you played it through once and had no, no desire to ever play it again. Uh, so eh, so well, there you go. Yeah, to each, to each their own. To that's each fine. Their own, but yeah, uh, yeah like, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll uh, you'll come around to it in a, a few years, or maybe the next time we uh, we uh, uh, get to talking about Van Halen songs, and this one comes up. Maybe you'll have a change of heart, or maybe you won't, and that's completely fine. That's fine. All right, and uh, Ryan and uh, uh, Halen have to call it a night. So good night, gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here tonight. Hope you had a good time. Yeah. And next time it'll it'll go more smoothly. Uh, I'm hereby predicting, but. <laughs> Uh, before we get to that, uh, Mark, uh, maybe we should start to wrap things up here. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, are, you, are, we, uh, are, we, are we not playing the game? Did they ever play this live? Oh! oh. <laughs> That's right. Let's play the game. Th- this I was going to say, like, I can't believe you're just oh. going to let that one go. <laughs> I tell you, I, it, it's been a long night, and I have another show left to yeah. record. Ultimate Catalog is oh, coming God. up for yeah, me uh, after a short break. So... Let's play uh, how many times have Van Halen performed Humans Being. Now, all those people in the chat, I'm assuming you're not going to cheat and look things up on setlist.fm. Uh, Mark Kamara, I know you're not cheating because uh, you you're a man no, of integrity. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, please let me know in the chat and let me know, Mark, right now, how many times do you think Van Halen performed Humans Being? I would like to say they performed it uh, every night since uh, they recorded it, but I know that ain't the truth. So uh, I'm going to say they probably performed this one 120 times. 120? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, because I didn't name the uh, files very good on my roadcaster, I'm not sure which, tra- which if I'm going to play the right one. Let's try it. Nope, that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I heard. Oh. Hey! That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Mark Kamire, you came closest playing against yourself without going over. It was played 154 times. Oh, man. Okay. So 74 times in uh, 1998 with Gary Sharon and 80 times in 2004 on the ill-fated Sammy Hagar reunion tour. So there you go. 154 times. I would be very curious to hear uh, Gary's take on humans being. I imagine it probably doesn't sound too dissimilar, but uh, that's interesting. Well, there you go, man. All right. So, hey, I I won. (laughs) Uh, But that's cool. I mean, actually, I like that. I like that they played it that many times and uh, as well they should because it's a damn good Van Halen song. I don't care what Chaz says. (laughs) It's great. It's a a great one. Um, But, you know, it's... uh, when you have so many bangers, you only have room for, uh, you know, some stuff, you know, some stuff's got to go. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. It just makes my heart happy to know that they played it a, a fair amount of, amount of times. And um, it would be really, really cool 
if we got to hear humans being live in this uh, upcoming tour, we probably won't, but that would be really cool to hear it. That's well, all I'm saying. That's know. my manifestation now. <laughs> I, I think it might happen. I would love for that to happen, man. I would just like, I think I would uh, weep tears of just nerd joy. Uh, if, if I heard that live with Sammy and Mikey there and Joe Satriani and then freaking Bonham back on the drums, just hearing like it, what he would do uh, with that song, man, he'd probably make that thing sound just as monstrous as, uh, as old Alex. So, uh, man, I'm very, very much looking forward to that. So here's hoping everybody, I want to thank my co-host Corey Morissette as always, man, uh, for, for holding it down. Uh, I'm sorry, you guys, we, you know, kind of had a late start. You know, technical difficulties, what are you going to do? But that's sort of the name of the game sometimes, and you can't predict it. You, things go wrong. You can't explain it. You can't predict it. Yeah, there you go. There's a twister quote for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that made me happy to do that. So, and you know who else I want to thank? I want to thank all of you, you guys lurking in the chat right now. All of our, uh, our well, not all of you, but uh, our patrons, our very loyal listeners. I'm going to list them off for you. Big thanks to Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, get well soon, my dude. If you, I hope you're doing good. I mean, uh, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz Charles, in spite of his feelings on the song thank you anyway dude uh sean mcginnity kevin brown per lineker scott monroe uh ryan powell so glad to to have you back in the chat and everything uh jeff brewer ben andriozzi tom armbruster scott everett heath mccoy janice risco brad gould michael triplett and davy lee smith thank you guys so much for being a part of our journey and continuing with us, man. And uh, always for your support, keeping the lights on, you know, the Christmas lights, if you will. Uh, well, I guess we can take those down now that it's post Christmas, but we won't because new year's is right around the corner. Also, to all of you just joining us, or if you're joining us for the first time, go to podcastwillrock.com. Check out all the backlog episodes. They're all there. You can also find our merch store. And uh, I know the holidays are almost over, but hey, I guarantee you can find a good T-shirt sale going on on our T Public store. So get yourself a T-shirt uh, to support the show. Get you an apologies to Gary shirt because, like I said, I'm not I'm not going to stop until I see an army of you all wearing those shirts. And Gary has no choice but to confront us and go, "What the hell is going on with these shirts?" And that would just make me laugh because I wouldn't have a great answer for him except for just listen to the show, Gary. You, you'll have a good time. Uh, you're right. Corey's already wearing his right now. So, you know, that's just, that's one. And I know a lot of you have your shirts out there as well. So, uh, keep on building, give it to your friends, share, share the show. You might have some Van Halen friends out there that don't know about us yet. Let them know. Uh, and, uh, Corey, if you want to go ahead and, uh, give them a little taste of what they can expect because we are a part of the deep pop, deep dive podcasting network. What other shows can they expect on this network? Hey, uh, before I do that, I just want to call it. I was, I'm finally getting the results of the chat, uh, guesses on the poll. Uh, Scott ever guessed 150, So he would have won. Uh, he would have destroyed you on that one, Mark, but yeah, let's talk about, Oh, well, <laughs> no surprise. Let's talk about the deep dive yeah. podcast network, including such shows as, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited with myself and Scott Haskin. Uh, the Ultimate Catalog Clash. Myself and Kevin Brown. Hey, Christy. Hi. Hope you're having a good, uh, what are we on, Thursday night? Yeah, I hope she's having a good Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Catalog Clash, me and Kevin Brown. Uh, the Tom Petty Project. That's uh, Kevin Brown breaking down the uh, Tom Petty catalog. 
He also does a show with Randy Woods called Seaside Pod Review, breaking down the Queen catalog. And then we have Scott Haskin, uh, who finished Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast, but they're all archived for you to check out. And if Uriah Heap ever uh, releases another record, he'll be covering it on his show. Then we have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Matthew at T-Bone's Prime Cuts, Riot Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David just wrapped up in the lap of the pause. We can go check out all those uh, uh, archived episodes or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Andy and Matt uh, do a show on Hawkwind called Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What? Talking all things Megadeth. Quinn at and Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Then we have the the uh, Chaz Universe. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. Chaz and Chats at, uh, at Brush Rash. And Chaz and Wolfie at Regarding Roger. That's Roger Waters. Uh, then, of course, we have all of our, our favorite uh, like-minded shows, including uh, the DLR cast, the Bogus Otis Show, the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast, You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast, Pot of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich, Dissect That Film, and Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. Lots of uh, awesome shows to choose from. There, we're in no short supply, a great abundance. So if uh, if uh, if we're not doing it for you, I guarantee you that there's a show on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network that will do it for you. But uh, but in case we are, please l- let us know. Share with your friends. Uh, just share the show in general. Just tell people about it because we're doing uh, we're doing what f- humble fans do: talking about a band we love and let it be known once again. Corey and I. We're not experts. We're not even rock historians. No, we're just simple, humble fans talking about this uh, great band that we all love and enjoy. And we're going to keep doing it until we just can't anymore. And we're in the bottom 20, I believe. So, you know, that that day is rapidly approaching. So but don't be sad about it because it's not the end. We've still got plenty of shows left to go. We've still got live shows because we haven't uh, covered each album just yet. So be on the lookout for that live shows here on our YouTube channel. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, if you didn't know. So go check that out. And the podcast will rock. That is us. And on behalf of Corey, myself, and all of our lurkers out there, we are and the podcast will rock. And we will rock you in the new year later. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 